No, Billy, I haven't done that dance since my wife died. There's a whole crowd of people out there who need to learn how to do the scars. Welcome to In the Raptors Podcast, home of your fourth seed, Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Cullen McIntyre, and I'm here with Roger Stone. Welcome back. You know what's coming up? What's coming up? The playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> the Boston Celtics made the NBA playoffs. They did? And if you follow Celtics Twitter or just media in general, you would think that they're the number 15 seed in the East-West Conference. But they're not. They're not. I just said they were the fourth seed. They are the fourth seed in the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, I don't know about total. But I don't really want to look at total. <laughs> I, I, I just said Eastern Conference. Yeah. But I, like, total, they're probably like eighth. Yeah. That's a different story. But anyway, uh, before we get into everything, remember to follow us on the social media at In the Rafters Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we are proud partners of the uh, Rise Up Podcast community on Twitter. Um, and we just did a podcast with some guys. From there, uh, yes. we were on the Clubhouse Sports podcast. Yep, with um, Take Six, a Raptors guy. Yep. Um, I wanted to yell at him a lot because I don't like the Raptors. Yeah. But yeah. respected a lot of his takes. Yeah, he, he knows a lot. He does. If you're looking for, uh, for some reason, you're a Celtics fan and you're listening, <laughs> looking for a Raptors podcast, I'd definitely go give him a listen. And definitely go give a listen to the podcast that we were just uh, guests on. It was a lot of fun recording. It was. Uh, we had we had some good laughs. Yeah, had some good laughs. Brought some humor into it because yeah. you know that's that's that's, you, that's little old me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's how we roll over here. Um, but you know, gotta gotta have some humor, and he definitely ended the episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> some humor. Um, yeah, definitely definitely check it out. Yeah, even we'll, if it's just for the the joke at the end. Yeah. Well, you gotta listen to our jokes. We, yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't I'll, know where they are though. Yeah. You, you gotta find them. Yeah. Big shout big them. shout out to the big booty Yabu. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. That doesn't give it all away. No, it doesn't. You can never give away all of Yabu's beauty. Booty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so let's start it off on a depressing note. Um, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night because we can't do it Thursday because one of us will be at a Red Sox game. Potential early pod drop? Potential early pod drop? Maybe. Just, I'm not going to confirm any, confirm or deny these allegations. Um, it might be out tomorrow. It might be out Friday. We'll, we'll see how I'm doing. Well, how that. do you do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how I'm doing with the editing um, tomorrow and if I have time. Because, you know, you, I'm going to be in Boston, like, all day. You have to do it like um, Clubhouse does it, very efficiently. Very Just, efficient. we've recorded the episode, and it's already out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And that should. was what? Time is it? That was about half an hour ago. At least, yeah, most of the Because we finished ago. at 9.05. We did? Okay, I yeah. like how you cut the time, but I didn't. But anyway. Because <laughs> you were like, wow, that, that I thought it was going to be a lot shorter than it was. Yeah, it was like an hour. Yeah. It was a little over an hour. It started at about 8.05. Yeah. Just some technical difficulties. Yeah, we had some technical part. difficulties on our part because I didn't know how to use your laptop. But anyway. I don't even know how to use my laptop. Anyway. Um, we got some I'm just really trying to avoid this depressing news. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. Had some very depressing news. Um, if you guys didn't know who uh, Marcus Smart is, 
you know, he's kind of important to the starting lineup. He's gonna he he got hurt. He got hurt. And he's gonna be out for what the Celtics statement says, four to six weeks. Um about we'll, the first two rounds. Yeah. Um I let's make both rounds seven games. Just to I think if the Celtics are smart, they take the Pacers to seven because we can yeah. beat them easily. Yeah. So just take just, them to seven. Just tease them. Just <laughs> the first six. Just drag it out as long Wh- as you can. So win the smart. first three. Play the team we played against the Wizards for the next three, and then just you know yeah you gotta rest the guys. Yeah. Get them ready for game seven. Just plow them game seven. <laughs> plow them like those Indiana fields. Mm. 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 <laughs> But anyway, Marcus um, Smart. Yeah, so he has um, a torn oblique. Yeah, it's not what you want. Don't even know where the oblique is. It's, it's in the body. Yeah, I know. It's wild. Um, See, if I if I tore my body, I don't know what I would do. If you tore your body. <laughs> but, so they're saying four to six weeks. Yeah. I think Smart comes back uh, game three against the Pacers. What, because it's smart? 100% because it's smart. He came back early from a hand injury last year that was supposed to end his season. And he just doesn't care. He's a tank. Yeah, he's a tank. He's Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Tank. Marcus the Tank Engine. Marcus the Motor... Motor Locov. Mo- <laughs> motor... Motor... How do you say that? Motor, motor, the Motor Trend Truck of no, the Year? Motor... <laughs> <laughs> motor I have no idea. Oh, no, I'm, I was trying to say locomotive, oh <laughs> but God. I was trying to add motor to it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long <laughs> episode. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, knowing Swired, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. he's just, like, if we take on the Bucks next round and he just magically appears. I mean, I'm not too worried about facing the Pacers without him. Oh, I'm not worried either. Um, Pacers don't have Depot. We don't have Smart. Even trade. Even trade. Pacers fans may say otherwise. But they don't know uh, how much Smart brings to the table for the Celtics team, especially alongside Kyrie, because Kyrie's defense is not that great. Better than Isaiah it's Thomas's. Better than Isaiah's. Better than Cavs' Kyrie was. He's come a long yes, way on the defensive yeah. end. He's learned a lot from Marcus Smart, and he's even said it. Um, but Smart basically is two players when it's when it comes to the defending. He's he can guard one through five. He's good at basketball. Yeah. He's good at defense. You, you think you have an advantage when you post up Marcus Smart? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, he's getting the ball. I can't remember. It might have been the Pacers game. I remember somebody, I think Mike said during the game. Um, you know what? We'll talk about that later. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> this is about Marcus Smart. Okay. okay. It's about Marcus Smart. But it's also about the Pacers game. I know, but I, I didn't have it in the notes. So. Okay. We'll go off-roading. We'll, we'll, we'll off-road a little. He just said, it's more about like Marcus Smart's play style. He said like they tried to post up Marcus. Which obviously didn't end well. He's like, "Wow, they must have not watched any film because they're trying to mar- post up Mark yeah, Smart." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Marcus Smart? He's you can't post him up one through five what or six. <laughs> five <laughs> positions. Yeah, you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the coach is gonna try to like hoop. Marcus no, Smart, no, this the. Six. the just any guy on the bench, if you give him the ball, Marcus Smart will defend him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, that was a reach. <laughs> that was, that was, that was. In foul. Yeah. What? I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so Marcus Smart, um, get healthy. Please come back. Before we get off the Marcus Smart thing, a little bit of a lighter note. Um, Thursday night and Friday night, I believe, 8.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Boston, they are having mm-hmm. the... Uh, passing uh, of the Torch. Yeah, Passing of the Torch. Very much looking forward to watch. I cannot wait um, for that. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, so the Bruins game won't be on NBC, NBC Sports Boston because yeah. that will be on there. Huh. I don't know which one I'm going to watch. Uh, well, I think I think they're going to air the uh, Passing the Torch again on Friday, and I think they're going to make it like watchable on like the Celtics app or something. Uh, yeah. I, lo- I looked into it because like, I'm going to be at the Sox game Thursday. I think the Bruins play Friday as well, though, so... Uh, we'll uh, see. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm going to watch it though. Yeah, I'm watching all this. We can, we'll, we gotta talk about it on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Very yeah. much looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Kyrie's move. Yeah, because this was beginning of the season. Oh, I did not. Actually, I did not know that was at the beginning. Of the season. Kyrie had his fro. Oh, he did. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, this was very much beginning of the season, huh. and somebody said that, and I think NBC Sports Boston confirmed. Huh. It's kind of weird that they would wait for now. But I don't know. I, 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 get, I think that was a plan all along. It's yeah. just wait till the end of the season. Maybe. You know, a little hype for the playoffs. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that is on more of a lighter note because Marcus Smart will be on that. Yeah. Uh, Healthy. Is he talking to Danny? Yeah, he's yeah, talking he, to Danny. Yeah, because they're the two gritty, guy, gritty yeah. guys. And then you have Kyrie with... Um, I want to say Tommy. Is it Tommy? Hold on. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I wonder if Al talks to Bill. I don't think Al's in it. I don't know. I thought it was just uh, Kyrie, uh, Smart, and Jalen. Does Jalen talk to Bill? No, Jalen talks to. I don't think Bill Russell's involved in it. Jalen, Jalen talks to Satch. I. You know what? If Scal's in it, I'm rioting. Scal's not in it. Okay, thank God. Uh, yeah, so it's Danny Ainge, Smart. Um, I'm going to sound like an idiot because I, we really should up our uh, knowledge on the, the old Celtics. There's just so many. I know a lot of the old Celtics. Actually, my grandfather um, went into the locker room with Larry Bird. He, just, he decided to pull this out the other day and just tell me about it. Like, yeah, I... I had this guy, and we just, uh, I knew this guy, and we got tickets, and just walked into the locker room. Larry Bird was just chilling, eating some popcorn, I think he said, and some guys were playing card games, and just chilling, and he said he wished players were like that today. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's just, what, what a thing to drop. Just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Got to see Larry Bird. Go, so was just going casually. To the just casually. You know how it would be. I'm okay. I'm very jealous of that. Well, to segue into... Uh, there's really no segue there. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Kyrie Irving with the afro. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a Kyrie Irving without the afro, and that's what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And he has some comments. He did have some comments. Lately. Lately, talking about how he looked for leadership in the wrong places. Hmm. I wonder what that is talking about. Your phone again. 
Just doing me dirty. If you listen to the other podcasts, you will hear his phone make an appearance. Yeah, 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 well, yeah my ESPN just, like, turned on while my phone was off. It was... Anyway. Anyway, Kyrie. Um, obvious shot at LeBron. Oh. Easy. Because... Easily a shot at LeBron. Who else did he... Well, he probably asked a lot of people behind closed doors, but publicly... Uh, apologized to LeBron, asked him for advice on leadership, and now he's saying this. Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. Uh, he said he went. He also said he went a lot of through a lot of bullshit on a personal level during the regular season, which is kind of at the media. I think. Yeah, um, he was. He said um, he didn't handle the media well, and it's been a very big like learning process for him. And it's definitely shown that he's learned a lot and he's grown. Yeah. To him, I think him taking responsibility compared to, I think it was just like a month ago when he said, I don't owe anybody shit. Yeah. He, he's and growing now, as a person. Yeah. And now he's at the point where he's like, he, he, like when he said that he'd spent through a lot of bullshit, I, he said that that wasn't at the team, that was at him personally. And he said he could have handled things a lot better than he has throughout the year, which is nice to hear him say. Because he could have. Also, yeah. the shot at LeBron was just... Mm, oh, yeah! Right before the playoffs. just. Yeah, exactly. This is all right before the playoffs. And this is what we need. Yeah. The only thing that's been stopping us this year has been the chemistry. Yeah. And a lot of that with Kyrie yeah. and, and the media. And yeah, and he ripped on the, uh, the young guys earlier. Yeah. And he just said the... He stated, like, the recipe for him and Hayward and Horford carrying all the load isn't what's going to work. He, the whole team needs to be the ones that do it all together. And I think that was perfectly worded by Kyrie. And I think he is truly stepping up as the right leader of the Celtics team and has finally got, done it right. Um, there's a Sports Illustrated article that... I- came across today it it was beginning preview of this year and Kyrie did say uh, in general Irving isn't very interested in talking about his own accomplishments he'd much rather talk about his responsibility to players like Jason Tatum Rozier and Jalen Brown it's helping out the younger generation Irving says Mm. so even beginning of the year he uh, well beginning of the year he um, s- stated that he wanted to help the young guys and then kind of turned on them the middle of the year. Well, I think that was more just frustration. Yeah, because yeah, definitely frustration. They weren't really contributing as much as what everyone expected them of them, especially because that was during the slump of Jalen Brown. Yeah. Tatum was not hitting his shots. Terry Rozier... Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's nice to see Kyrie step up and finally kind of. I think this take is, responsibility. I think this is how you flip that switch. This is how you get ready for the playoffs. The, the switch is being flipped. I'm so ready for the playoffs. We can be about as biased as we want in this episode. Like we had to kind of rein it back in the with what we said and the. We had some bias, but yeah, no, some there's biases, some things that I do believe true, and I think the Celtics will flip a switch. Yeah. Oh, no, I think that's all I think they've already flipped the switch. Look at Gordon Hayward. He, um, I had the stats. Well, he did go off against Pacers. I will talk. I can say about that. Well, 
he's been going off the past few games. I think last five games he's averaging about 17 points. I had the stats up for the other podcast, but I didn't get to say it. Give me that sixth man of the year. <laughs> Most improved player. Yeah, with Pascal Siakam, who? <laughs> Siakam? Sack who? Sack and Cody. <laughs> um, there are also some things that went around the, 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 uh, tw- the Twitter sphere. Uh, some comments made by former Celtics player Paul Pierce uh, at the end of D-Wade's career, just stating that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Um, we talked about this on the podcast we just were guests on. Um, I think as a Celtics podcast, we can obviously talk more about it because Paul Pierce, very good at basketball. Very good at basketball. He stated that his career was better than D-Wade's and that he would have been better had he gotten to play with the likes of LeBron and the likes of Bosh and everyone he played with at the Heat. Which, you know, is understandable because Heat or Wade did win everything with them. But overall, for an entirety of a career, Pierce towards the end of Pierce's career is where I kind of differ with Wade because Pierce didn't really have an outstanding end of his career like Wade is still like he just dropped what 30 30 uh, last night and then he had a triple double tonight yeah his last NBA game yeah so he's still balling out at the age that he's at and Pierce retired um he didn't really go out with a bang like D-Wade did um, but obviously, they had similar stats. That's where I will say um, Take 6 had a great point on the podcast that we just appeared on. Another shout-out to that. Um, talking about how Paul Pierce's prime was better than D. Wade's prime, player-wise, because Paul Pierce was an absolute machine in his prime, especially especially when the Celtics won the, champ, uh, the finals. And I think that Overall, like in that aspect, I think Paul Pierce was better, but you do have to respect what D Wade brought to the table in his throughout his entire career. Okay. Yeah. Paul Pierce versus Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. All for the Paul Pierce comments. Yeah. They call him the truth for a reason. They do. He was trash talking a guy while dribbling the ball, saying, "I'm gonna shoot a three on you right here." Mm. What did he do? Shot a three. Did he make it? Right in his face. Yep. This is what Paul Pierce does, and this is what he wanted. He wanted to take the attention from away from D-Wade, and he did, I guess. Sort of. I didn't even think about that. He's the truth. He's that? a trash-talking player, and I love it yeah. because that's what he built his career off of, his trash talk. Well, and being able great. to back it up. Yeah, he, he backs up all his trash talk. Yeah, it does. And I got a f- I got some stats here because everybody's like, "Oh, Dwayne Wade's easily better than Paul Pierce." Yeah, like okay, when I what I was saying is like, Paul Pierce and D Wade have very similar careers, and I'm not gonna say that D Wade is better than Paul Pierce, but I'm not gonna say that I, I as a Celtics fan I'm gonna agree with Paul, but I'm not going to out be like, yeah, Paul Pierce was so much better than D Wade because they both had similar numbers yeah. and they were both were great players, and I respect D Wade as a person. And for what he did on the court, could be because he's not LeBron. Um, <laughs> yes. 
What was I going to say? Stats. Stats. There was also something else I was going to say, too. But I won't get to that. Stats. Um, this was as of April 5th, so Dwayne Wade did have a, like two or three more games after this. Mm-hmm. But thanks to John Corrales on the Celtics Twitter. Yep. He shared some enlightening stats. Cause every, oh, this is what I was going to say. Everybody was like, Dwayne Wade is easily better in his career. Stats-wise, John? They're, they're just... They think it's a landslide that Dwayne yeah. Wade's better. But it's a lot closer than people are making yeah. it out to be. So, points-wise, Paul Pierce has 26,397 points. That's 15th in NBA history. Dwayne Wade has 23,000 65 points. That's 30th. That's double. Yeah. Double the standings in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce has more. He does. That's wild, bro. That's whack. <laughs> whack a doodle do. Anyway, rebounds. Paul Pierce, 7,527. That's 81st in NBA history. 81st. First. 8-1. Dwayne Wade, 4,913. Boy. You want to know where that ranks in NBA history? I can't even imagine. Same with John, because he put a question mark. <laughs> 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 it ranks somewhere worse than 81. I don't even want to think about that. Now assists, D. Wade has on Paul Pierce. Pierce has about 4,700. Wade has about 5,700. Understandable. Yeah, because, you know, he's a guard. Guard forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of easy to throw lobs to LeBron James in in LeBron James' prime. And everybody was arguing, oh, Paul Pierce had the big three. Paul Pierce was a lot older than... Paul Pierce was the one getting the ball fed to him by Rondo. (laughs) Like, what do you think? Paul Pierce was a lot older when he had his big three than Dwayne Wade did. Yeah. Oh, easily. Which was one of the arguments Pierce made. Yeah. Um, A few more, just offensive rating. Pierce and Wade are basically tied. They're, they both rank 235th. Uh, defensive rating, Pierce has it on Wade. He has 102.7. Really? Defensive rating? Because I know Dwayne Wade is really high. Isn't he like the he's, be- he's highest best shot blocker? Sh- for shooting guard? Yeah. yeah. And Wade is 104.45. Yeah. So, not as... Not everybody's as nitpicking the awards. Yeah. And like the trophies. Yeah. And I, I understand that. Yeah, because that's what everybody does with the MJ-LeBron debate, which is yeah. kind of ironic because I fall into that category. Yeah. Be- one, because I, I just hate LeBron anyway. Nah, I but don't like I, either. The- really? Yeah. Even as a person? I, I like LeBron as a person. I hate LeBron. I think he's done a lot of good for his community. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But as, as a player, I don't like D-Wade or LeBron. D-Wade uh, broke Ronnie's elbow. Yeah, I know. I'm t- I'm, I, I, I don't like... D Wade in when he had LeBron, but D Wade post LeBron, I like D Wade post LeBron. And I just I don't know I can't say I don't like him, just because of all the stuff that he did, as a per like he's done as a person, especially with like the tragedy at Parkland High School. Yeah. Like. No good God. God. Did you see the Budweiser commercial that they released on D Wade? No, I saw the um, his son did the remake of the Converse commercial. Yeah, that was. Nah. Okay, so you know how he's been swapping jerseys with everybody this yeah. year? So Budweiser had him swap, uh, like, five jerseys, but they weren't with, like, NBA players. It was, like, 
sister of one of the uh, kids that died in the Parkland shooting, uh, his mom, who apparently was, like, a drug addict his whole childhood, and then, like, she, like, went through prison, got her life together, and he bought her a church, and now she, like, runs it, and she's got her shit together. Some guy who, like, was, like, the only reason he was alive is because of D-Wade. I, I can't remember the context of what happened. But it was just, like, all this, like, really emotional shit. And I was just, like, God, I was, like, damn, okay. It's, like, let's get me in my feelings. Yeah, I'm no. already doing enough crying with Marcus Smart tonight, so I won't yeah. watch it tonight. Oh, you want to, okay, this isn't basketball-related, but the, um, it was, like, a couple days ago. It was, like, the one-year anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos. Oh, Did you see yeah. the ESPN E60? Did you watch no, it? No, I, I, I saw the picture. Fuck I saw me off. Oh, my God. There were so many times I had to put my phone down and stop watching. I literally, like, I've never cried watching anything. I'm dead serious. I've never cried watching a single film. Marley and me? I didn't cry. I have no soul. I have no heart. You didn't cry with Marley and me? I did not cry with Marley and me. You know the dog dies, right? Yes. I think it was because it was before I had a dog, so I don't think I had that, like... Like, he's, he's dead. You know that, right? Yes. He's in, he's in the ground. He's not coming back. I know. I didn't cry. I got to cry just thinking about it. Okay, like, I, I was sad. I wasn't, like, laughing. I was like, oh, that's sad. But, like, I... I Honestly, I might have laughed. <laughs> just to fill the awkward silence. Yeah. But anyway, I've never cried watching anything. That ESPN documentary of the Humble Broncos one-year anniversary, oh, it fucked me up. I was, like, I was literally, like, so close to crying so much. I had to, like, put my phone down and, like, get my shit together. Yeah, I have to watch that one, too. Yeah. But anyway, back to basketball. Yes. Um, the Paul Pierce-D-Wade debate is definitely... It's closer than people make it seem. Yeah, it's definitely closer than people make it seem. Um, but, I mean, it's social media. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> um, people are always out here with just terrible takes all the time. And it can, you know, drive you insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to stay away from the bad takes yeah. and just let them run their course until they die. Yeah. Like Marley. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, let's get to some more uplifting stuff. Yeah, Come on, man. We, we got some Twitter questions. We have less than last week. We don't have two this week. I think we had three last week. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you want more questions. Well, did, um, are there someone clubhouse we should cover you know we can we can look at that after. A, f- a few of them we yeah. won't obviously we won't cover them all you should yeah. go listen to the episode yeah so the first uh the first question we've got from a friend of mine uh his name's connor blake it's at your boy with two eyes connor b you're gonna do great connor yeah <laughs> is that what your teacher told you you're gonna do great oh yeah you saw him when you walked yeah. by anyway uh his question is not Celtics related but is will the raptors choke with LeBron not in the East anymore? I say no. Well, define choke. That's the thing. So like, f- like first round exit? I think a second round exit would still be choking for them with the quality of D- their team. Depending on how how they lose in the second yeah, round. Because they got swept last year in the second yeah. round. Yeah. So I think like a six or seven game series getting knocked out in the Second and round, depending on the team they play too. Yeah, because if like the, if the Nets get through the 76ers, then nah. Then the, well, then the Nets would play the uh, Bucks. I thought Bucks are the best seed. Right, I forgot about that. So actually, go Nets. Yeah. We, uh, no, we no, don't no, play no, the Bucks. Go 
Ew, I'm not saying it out loud, yeah, but no, no. you can get uh, from context um, that we want to face okay, the Okay, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. I don't think they will. Not because of uh, LeBron not being there, but because Dwayne Casey is gone. Yeah, yeah. And Kawhi Leonard is here. Head coach of the year? <laughs> no. I, don't, I still don't like the Raptors. Yeah, no. But I, I don't think they're going to choke as bad as they did last year. No. I think they have a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals. They should. They should have a cakewalk. But who knows if they will choke. Um, <laughs> just like you. Um, but anyway, I think that it's. I think that should they not make the Eastern Conference Finals, it would be choking for them, in my opinion. Because just with the quality that they have, uh, especially with Kawhi, is definitely going to play like every game, unless he gets hurt. Um, so I think it's Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals are bust for them. Yeah, they have good depth. Yeah, too. they have great, great depth. The all-around complete team. Um, I mean, they have insanity. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We I wanted to bring that up in the uh, in the other podcast we just recorded. Wow. Well, we brought it up now. Because I thought he would have. I thought Hunter would have gotten a kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wait. Isn't this guy's name Hunter too? No, it's Connor. Oh. <laughs> er. Connor. Oh. Okay. Er. Oh. Connor Hunter. Yeah. Uh, it it, it, it would have been would, would you say it would have been Lynn Sane <laughs> there's your uh, weekly Sh- pun shitty pun um, but anyway um, that I will bypass moving on to the next question asked on ours uh, the question is the best player in the playoffs except Kyrie there's actually two questions uh, best player in the playoffs except Kyrie and who will have the most disappointing playoffs so Player-wise? I think player-wise. We can answer it team-wise if you want as well. Yeah, we'll do both. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you take it with the... Um, best player other than Kyrie? Yeah, in the playoffs. I think we're both going to have the same answer. Um, I know who you're going to say. You know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I'll say the same guy, mm-hmm. but I will also give an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Al Horford, yep. I think, will be the best player in the playoffs besides Kyrie because he, he's the anchor of this team, mm-hmm. great defender, great – the offense runs through him a lot of time. Yep. Um, uh, do I want to move my honorable mention to number one? Do it. Go for it. Yeah, I will. I'm going to say Gordon Hayward Okay. is number one just because Al's going to go up against Miles Turner in the first round. Mm-hmm. That kind of scares me. Okay. Um, not that I think Al can't take him I just think uh, Gordon Hayward's been red hot lately he's gonna yeah he's gonna come off the bench yeah he's gonna be six man in my opinion um, I think Jalen will start with a smart injury probably yeah. should have mentioned that earlier <laughs> yeah yeah Jalen will probably start yeah yeah cause you need the defense yeah Anyway, Hayward. Uh, yes, Hayward. He's gonna dominate against the second unit. Unit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can't talk today. Um. Yeah, and he's he's a great passer. He's a lot more he's, aggressive. Yes, he's found his aggressiveness, which has led to more scoring. Yeah, he looks confident. Yeah, he just he really looks confident when he takes a shot. He's flipped that switch, baby. Oh uh, yeah, he's flipped the switch. This whole Celtics have flipped that switch. We're ready to go. It's almost like you just needed time. 
Yeah. You say that basically every episode. I know. It's almost like if you come back from a broken ankle and don't play in the NBA for a year, that you like you need time to like you know get back into shape and yeah. you know be at the top NBA level that you were. Even the Sports Illustrated article that I said actually brought up a good point that we didn't think about. Mm-hmm. He only played five minutes in this offense or in this system. He's also going to need time to get used to the system as well. That is true. It's a very different system. He's also in a completely different role. Because the Jazz were much slower than the Celtics yeah. play. And he didn't... Obviously, he was the number one option in Utah. Yeah. He's now the number... Well, I don't really... Uh, no, that's a gray area. It's, it's a Brad Stevens. It's Brad Stevens. All we know is Kyrie's number one. Yeah. And then for the rest of the team, it's number two. Basically. Basically. Even Marcus Smart now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus Smart's number zero. Yeah. Marcus Morris can be last, though, with the way he's been playing lately. But it's faith. Yeah, faith I know. He just needs to pull it together. Yeah. But anyway. He'll, he'll flip that switch. Um, yeah, so for myself to answer that question, uh, I am going to say Al Horford. You did know what I was going to say. Uh, he's, like you said, the anchor of this team. Uh, this team does not go far in the playoffs without him at the center. Um, the way he is able to move the ball, the Celtics don't move play Celtics basketball without Al Horford in the lineup. That's just a fact. Um, the way he can move the ball, the way he is such a different center, like just because of his ability to hit the mid range, hit the um, three point shot, back guys down in the post, but also be a defensive presence. Like he has it all, in my opinion. He's a very good player, underrated. And I know, lineup wise, he might look like a power forward. Because it's Brad. Yeah. But, uh. Positionless basketball. Positionless basketball. It's the Celtics way. Um, and then the most disappointing player. Did it say the seed? I already forgot. In the playoffs? I think it's playoffs. Uh, I don't think he said that. Yeah, playoffs. He said, it said, yeah, who will have the most disappointing playoffs? That's a tough question. Well, as a team, I can say right off the bat, 76ers. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll have a disappointing playoffs just because they won't be able to get far. Yeah, they're the three seed, and I don't see them as a three seed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they don't I, – I just don't like them. Yeah, uh, well, that's obvious. But, yeah, but um, – I, I just – because there's not really high expectations for five through eight, like yeah. the bottom four. I just don't think you can say any of them – Drop falling out in the first round would be disappointing. Yeah. So you have to look at one through four. Who's going to fall out disappointingly? It'd be the 76ers. Yeah. Especially after adding Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And uh, Tobias Harris. Yeah. And Boban. Yeah. I mean, their bench depth is not there. That's where they're going to get slaughtered if they play the Raptors. Which is why Gordon Hayward's going to be the most integral piece of this Celtics team. Yeah. You know what? To add to that as a Team could be the Bucks. <laughs> you know why I'm saying that, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Listen to the other episode, the oh. clubhouse. Celtics and three. Every series. That's true. Celtics and three. <laughs> that is true. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so as a player for on the Celtics roster, who do you think would have the most disappointing playoffs? Marcus Smart. <laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> that. Uh, for, honestly, he's going to be like so dis- He's probably so disappointed with himself. I'm knowing Marcus. Oh, um, 
Tatum I, is still hurt yeah. as well. I have two people in mind for disappointing playoffs. I know who you're thinking about. Who are you going to pick? I don't know if they... don't. I don't know if I can pick one of the two. I don't know if, especially one of them, I don't know if they would qualify as disappointment. Because <sighs> what do you expect? You right. Know? Especially with the way they play this year. Yeah. Which the other like, ones start off the year pretty well. Yeah. You're teasing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know who you're thinking. You know exactly who I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it is scary. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'll give it to, I didn't even make the pun that time. You did. That was a much better pun. Well, no, you said it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Terry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you didn't get who, uh, who we were alluding to, it was uh, Terry here, Marcus Morris, being the two I'm thinking of. Um, I think the, the point being made about what do you expect from Terry, I would have to probably lean more towards Marcus Morris. I mean, he could pick it up and start playing like he did at the beginning of the year, which, don't get me wrong, I would love. But I, I just think with the way he's been playing lately, it has been disappointing. Him, every three-point shot he takes at this point, I'm like, stop taking it, the shot. It used to be, it was automatic. Once it released his hand, I knew it was going in. Yeah, it used to be like, thank God he's the one taking yeah, the three. Yeah, now it's, now it's, it's like, completely oh, flipped on its side. I know. It's, and do I think he can turn around? Sure. Yeah, no, I think I, I think But if I had to choose one player, it would be Marcus Morris. Yeah. Because Jalen Brown's playing well. Hot. Hor- uh, Hayward's playing well. Yeah. Horford's always been playing Hawthard. well. Hawthard. Kyrie. Can't wait to see playoff oh, Kyrie. Playoff Kyrie. Oh, you know, tickets are actually really cheap for Pacers game. Really? Oh, it's like 70-something bucks for the cheapest. <sighs> Don't tempt me. Like, if, <laughs> if you want to go to Indiana, cheapest ticket's like 30 bucks. Road trip. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, moving on. If there. I had to choose one, it would be Marcus Morris. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um. So we there are like two questions around the Celtics that were asked for the podcast. Um, one of them is which team would be a tougher matchup for Boston, Milwaukee, or Toronto? Uh, on the podcast, we both said Toronto. Right? Yeah, but that I think that would be the only question we cover. The other one, just listen to the podcast. Okay. All right. I guess we just, 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 just listen to the podcast. Just listen to the podcast. You, you, you'll know. You'll yeah. know. No, no. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. The club, it's, um... The Clubhouse Sports Pod. Yes. On Twitter, at the Clubhouse 15 And uh, you can find them on Apple Podcasts or Anchor. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was... Good. We answered some more Celtics questions if you want more of that. Um, moving on. We're going to do a little NBA awards. You know. Whoa! <laughs> NBA awards? NBA awards. You know. Whoa! It's the end of the season. Um, RIP headphone users. Um, yeah, so we're going to you know, just go through the, like, six. No, that's five. That's five. I can't count. I, yeah, and... There's not much disagreement here. Yeah, we between us. Both have we're both consensus all the way through. Yeah. Uh, did, year, I might. Yeah. We did talk about this on the pod the other podcast, but yeah. we're just gonna quickly run through it on there's, here. There's a few differences. No, there is a few differences with what we said because yeah. we're indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MVP, J 
James Harden. James Harden. Did you know, I wanted to say this on the other pod, but I didn't have a chance. He's scored more this season than he did in his entire Thunder career. Seriously? Yeah. That's wild. That's because, I mean, ask me a month ago, and I probably would have taken Giannis. Yeah. I mean, I was... Just because of how dominant he was? Giannis is still a very good answer. Like, I said I said Giannis on the other podcast. Honestly, just to not... Just to have some, like, difference. Because, like, every, we were all pretty consensus on James Harden. But I think you could make a great case for both of them. But James Harden is just having an insane year. The reason I would say Giannis is because this came up with LeBron maybe, like, two years ago. The NBA doesn't like to give back-to-back MVP awards to the same player mm. because it makes things less interesting. Right. So they do uh, like to switch it up. So I do kind of disagree could see with that, like the way they go about that, because I think about players having this kind of a year. Well, that's true, but LeBron was having a really great year, and I want to say Durant won it. Maybe. Over him. I do not know. But anyway, that's MVP. You yeah. know who's getting disrespected? I don't like him. But Russell Westbrook's getting really disrespected. Right, Russell Westbrook's getting disrespected so much. Third straight year of averaging, averaging triple yeah. double. He's turned it into a norm. And no one's, like, even batting an eye at that. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Like, the funny thing is, was it the first year that he averaged a triple double that he got MVP? Yeah. I remember I was going to write an article, but I never, I got so busy that I could never get around to it. Making the case that Russell Westbrook should be an MVP talks. Because how is it the first year the average is a triple-double? The NBA world goes fucking insane about it. Second year, okay, cool. Third year, no one's even talking about it. I mean, the man is literally, and everyone says he stat pads. He added Paul George to the roster, and he's still averaging a triple-double. Like, he's a dominant player. He may be a bit of a trash talker. You may not like him for the way he acts on the court sometimes, but you got to respect the man's game. Um, I don't know. I just, He is getting disrespected. I, I think that just that. goes back to my take that the NBA likes to find new narratives every year. Yeah. Just to keep things interesting. I agree with that. Uh, moving on to Rookie of the Year, we are also very consensus because there's one obvious answer. If you say Trey Young, you're stupid. Yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, it is Luka Doncic. Um, Trey Young is literally just not having the he, same year. He had a glow up for about a month. Yeah. And Look, people if, were like, oh, should we consider Trey Young now? If Doncic like didn't exist, it'd be Trey Young. Yeah. But Doncic exists. And he's, he's really good. He's already turning into like a star in the NBA. Okay. Him and Porzingis, when Porzingis is healthy, shit's gonna be scary. <laughs> like Well you figure that he you had him and Dirk. They didn't do anything. How old is Dirk now? <laughs> oh my. But anyway, um, moving on now to Coach of the Year. I'm going to butcher this. It's Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. The Bucks coach. The Bucks coach. Um, I'm going to say otherwise. You're going to say, what are you going to go Mike Malone again? No. No? I, I didn't even end up going Mike Malone in the other one. No. I changed it. Yeah. Um,. Who am I going to go with? I don't know. Brad Stevens? <laughs> See, I would make... No, I'm not going to make that case. What? Um, no, I'm not even going to make it. Listen right. listen to the other podcasts and... I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's... You'll, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, 
the hunter made the case yeah. for it. I had a contradictory point just because I'm still salty. Ooh, that's that's the point that came up in my head, too. Yeah. It's the first um, thing I thought of. But anyway, you have to listen to that. Um, I mean... Coach of the Year. Steve Kerr. <laughs> I mean, what an award. That's a great award to win. It is. It really isn't. They it? really should give it to the coach that deserves it. You know who that coach is? Who's that? <laughs> You're literally just trying to pick everybody, but... <laughs> Luke Walton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, no, I don't agree with Mike. I think when, when you have Giannis, yeah. you don't really have to coach much. Yeah. I mean, they build it, the way they put shooters around him was good. So I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> live decisions with uh, Roger Stone. Um, we'll be back in another day and maybe a whole decision. It's like that... Is this your LeBron James the, the decision? The decision. My decision will be Kenny Atkinson, actually. Kenny Atkinson. He's oh, the Nets coach. Nets coach. Okay. Yeah. I see you. I, I'm not fully on board with this take. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but it's a take I'll make. Because they, they did turn around this season. Yeah. I mean, um, D-Lo's a god. I think you also have to credit the chip on the player's shoulders as well. But you have to have great coaching, too. Yeah. To I really hope they don't, they don't play the Celtics. That'd be nice. <laughs> they, yeah. they might not. They might just be ruthless against us in the, <laughs> in the playoffs. Actually... No. Unless unless we go to the Eastern Conference Finals against them. Yeah. It's the only way we play them. Yeah. But anyway. I don't think that will happen. But Moving on to Defensive Player of the yes. Year. Uh, the Frenchman, Fruity Gobert. Oh, wee wee. Oh, wee wee. Oh, monsieur. Oh, wee wee baguette. <laughs> um, I was going to say baguette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crepe. Uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Paris. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good at defense. As much as it's an old narrative. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Def- defensive player of the year, it seems like it's always an old narrative. Yeah. Con- contrary to MVP. Yeah. It's always, like, very, like, the same like the same player consistently until it moves yeah, on to the you, next you player. Yeah, because you like, Draymond Green a lot. Yeah. Rudy. Yeah. I said Marcus Smart. Marcus. Marcus. It's okay. He'll be winning awards later. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, finishing up the NBA awards, we got most improved. Um, we wrote we wrote down Siakam. I'm gonna go someone else actually. I want to go someone else too. <laughs> it's gonna be the same person, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Who are you gonna go with? I'm gonna go with De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I see you. I see you. The most. Buddy Hield would be a good shot too. I was gonna say that as well. He could also be in the running. Yeah. The most improved player. The most improved team, because they came out of nowhere this year. Mm, they Kids. did. I know. I'm Sadly, kind of pissed about that because I wanted that tank for Zion. We nah, still have a shot at number yeah, two, no. technically. Technically, but anyway. Um. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox had a great. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go De'Aaron Fox, most improved player. I th- he's explosive. He, him and Buddy Heald led that Kings team to yeah. things nah. nobody. Yeah. And then they added so much to their roster this year. Harrison Mines. That was a good pickup for them. Yeah. Yeah, he was good on the Mavericks. Yeah. Overpaid. 
But anyway, who are you going to say for most MIP? MIP, uh, just to not go with the narrative of Pascal Siakam, I'm going to go with probably the number two in that narrative. Uh, we've kind of mentioned him a little bit in the pod, and you mentioned his coach earlier. D'Angelo Mike Russell. Mike Woonholzer? <laughs> yeah, Mike Woonholzer, man, most improved player. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, uh, more for the fact that he's just been absolutely dominating at point guard as being the number one scorer on the Nets. Um, laughing in the Lakers' face right now, especially with Magic Johnson pulling what the fuck he, just, <laughs> he did. I mean, that was just wild. I'm but, not going to be here next year. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Somebody should probably tell his boss because he's not. Um, I mean, could you imagine? We talked about this pre-pod, but I just want to make this point on the podcast. Like, regular people have to give a two week, like give two weeks notice to an absolutely meaningless job that they could care nothing. Like, they don't give a fuck about that job. Like, they're so ready to be, like, done, wheezy out of here, never go back to that place. They still give the two weeks notice. Yeah. This man basically runs a, like, multi-billion dollar corporation that is, like, one of the most historic teams that he played for in his career, and he's considered one of the all-time greats of that team and the NBA. And it's just like, yep, I'm not going to be here next year. I want to be free. I want to have more fun. Uh, someone should probably tell my boss, because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, bro. All of NBA was wild uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, that was, I couldn't believe that what I saw. That was the highlight, though. I thought it was like, when I saw it on Twitter, like when it broke, I thought I was like looking at like one of like those fake sports center things. Like, it didn't like yeah. I did not think it was real, especially with the way that like they've hyped up the LeBron thing. Like him and LeBron like have been like standing together. Like I mean the Lakers have just gone to shit this year. <laughs> Somebody did bring up Magic's leaving because he knows they aren't gonna get a top player. Yeah. So he's leaving before it really hits the fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did talk about the Kawhi thing. Uh on the other podcast, yeah. but yeah. like, listen to the other podcast. Yeah. I would just say that, like, I don't know who they're gonna bring in. Paul George is clearly enjoying his time, and yeah, Kevin uh, Durant is a name that swirls around. Uh, I don't think he'd go to L.A. with the. Didn't he call it? Didn't he? Was he not the one that said it's like toxic playing with LeBron? Probably, I think a lot of NBA players feel that yeah. way. I think something around like the lines of Durant. He said something. It's like toxic, like. The Lakers are so toxic, and it's because of LeBron. I wouldn't be surprised if it was KD that said that. I think KD has a high chance of probably going to New York. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what a lot of... And Kyrie's going to team up with him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my oh, you know, it would be ter- scary, though. Terry, would you go into the Knicks? <laughs> Please. Um, free up that cap space, boy. Um, no, because the Knicks do have the worst record. Which means... Zion. Zion and KD. Depends on the lottery. That would be yeah, depends, it's all about the lottery. But could you imagine? That would be NBA would be oh wild. Boy, you have the explosiveness explosiveness and the strength of Zion, the shooting of KD. Mm. Um you got Dennis Smith as well. Yeah. They don't have Dennis Cantor anymore. Actually wait. Where's where's Cantor? He's on the Trailblazers. Uh, yeah, Trailblazers because yeah. Nurkic went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more Ennis. Enos. Yeah. Yeah, they said all the player with rape allegations. 
<laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so Celtic season awards. Yeah, we're doing our own Celtic season awards. Um, we're gonna talk uh, best. We're gonna start off with the best player. It's kind of consensus here. It's obviously the, the man himself, Brad Wanamaker. No, <laughs> I was gonna say the same person. <laughs> I was about to say Brad. <laughs> Stevens. Uh, yeah, clearly. The Brads. Um, Oreo. Huh? It's an Oreo. It's like without the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see it. Anyway, um, no, best player, Kyrie Irving. Um, obviously, he's our MVP. Um, absolutely dominated this year. He's having a career year. Um, putting up some insane numbers. Uh, a lot of career highs. A lot of career highs. A lot of career highs. A lot, of, a lot of goods. I don't know what that was. Um, is that he's defensively he's improved a lot, offensively dominating. Um, but I will end that on an honorable mention to Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. It's very much an honorable mention because again, as I said earlier, the Celtics are not the Celtics without Big Al. He's their silent leader. He is our silent leader. It's the Dark Knight. He's our he's our flex leader. He always flexes when he gets that when he gets the and he's one. He's the flinch leader too. Yeah. <laughs> God, that shit cracks me up. My favorite thing is when he does it when there's national broadcasts and they're like, Al Horford just flinched yeah. at the ball. They don't they don't mm. understand it. It's because they don't do their job. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, best player. We're starting off with Kyrie. That's the easy one. Moving on to most improved. I think this one's also a given. It's also a given. You know, he did break his ankle. Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, obviously. He was out last year. Though. Greg Monroe. No. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people forget that Daniel Tice was out. He was out. In playoffs. He was out in playoffs. But it's it's Gardner. It's Daddy. He's always happy. I'm always happy when I see Daddy. And Mom. Mm. Um, wow. Don't get me started. I should not have brought that up. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, Gordon Hayward most improved. Very cute family. Very cute family. I'm going to give an honorable mention. We didn't write it down, but Jalen Brown from downtown. He, he's balled out. Oh, yeah. Whenever End I of the year. hear most improved, I just think injury. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be injury. Yeah, yeah. But well, I no, think. he balled out in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he did, but I more overall in the season, he's that, that's true. He's fitting that's true. into his role really well from the bench. Yeah. He's going off. I'm not. We're just going to ignore the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm he, he was figuring on his role like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. Just like Hayward. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I think consensus would be Hayward. Um, but we are going to move on to best bench player, which is consensusly Jalen Brown from downtown. JB for three. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Moving best. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Anyway, Jalen Brown, downtown. Um I mean, Gordon Hayward is a close second. Yeah, I think this also goes back to, like, the Luka Doncic, Trey Young thing, where Luka's been doing it all year. Jalen Brown's been doing it basically all year. Gordon Hayward's turned it on as of late. Yeah, turned me on as of late. Oh, he turns me on all the time. <laughs> Just flip that hair over. Ooh. Wet pants. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, Jalen Brown has been very – Basically, been our only consistent performer from the bench. Um, he's from the bench with attitude. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's kind of ironic that Marcus Morris coined that phrase, and then he proceeded to start. Yeah, for a while. Like the season. all the season almost. Um, but yeah, I think that Jalen Brown clearly was our best player from the bench consistently. Um, there wasn't really anyone else from the bench putting up the same amount of numbers as him, uh, except for Hayward in the end of the year. His fadeaway is it's very nice. Impossible to beat. Yeah. I like when he drives to the rim and he just like hangs in the air while the other guy tries to defend him. Yeah, and he just and he drops just, it in. Yeah. And then his dunking is just oh, it's it's nice on the fast break. Have you ever played Candyland? What? <laughs> what? I don't know. When I was thinking of Jalen Brown kind of wrapping it around the defender, I was thinking Candy Cane. And then that brought me to Candyland. Have you ever played that game? I don't really remember much of that game. I remember playing it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this last half of the episode. We're not even halfway done. It's been an hour. But anyway, um, I have played Candyland as a child. Oh, you did? Did you like it? It was it was good. I don't really remember much. But anyway, moving on. You know, on. it's weird. I like Candyland, the game. <laughs> but I didn't like candy canes at the time. I don't like candy canes either. Because I'm, I don't like men. I, I like them now. I, I've grown up. Anyway. You know who else has grown up? I was trying to make a segue, but this player does not fit into that. Yeah. Um, we the next award, the Marcus Smart Puzzle Player of the Year Award, which is the title of our first ever episode, by the way. That is true. You know, I was sitting in the library today, yeah. and I sat in the exact same seat I was sitting when you asked me to start a podcast. <laughs> Just, I wanted to go full circle. It's just it is going for coming for uh, full circle. I can't. We've gone a big old square, baby. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, obviously, this award goes to none other than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. <laughs> I mean, who else would win it? Baby Smart. Baby Smart. <laughs> do 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 do. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Obviously, Mar- Marcus Smart is going to win his own award, and he is clearly the hustle of this team. He's like swishing salt water in your mouth. The grittiness oh my God. just gets you going. I just did not know where you were going with that. <laughs> um, I don't even know if salt water is gritty. But still. Anyway, moving on to the next. You know, who, even... you know who's in the Philadelphia Flyers mascot? It's Marcus Smart. Gritty. <laughs> that took me a second. I, was like, I thought you were going to say 76ers, and I was like, what? I don't think they have a mascot. If they do, I'm going to kick them in the cans. Yeah. I'd have to be like the bell. Kick them in the gonads. There's a lot of NBA mascots that aren't that actual no. mascots yeah. with their logo. It's yeah. just like a horse. It's like, it's like the Phoenix Suns, and it's a horse running around. <laughs> it's like, I got a horse out back. <laughs> This isn't, I don't even know. You know, moving on from a waste of song to our waste of minutes award. Yeah. Um, pretty consensus throughout the year. Terry Rozier. And I still have faith in him. I still love T. Rose. I still love that Scary Terry. Still love me some Scary Terry. You know what? We haven't seen Scary Terry all year. We've just yeah, seen he, Terry Rozier. He's having an especially different, difficult time adjusting to his role. Yeah. He's, just, he's still trying to figure himself out. Trying to, you know, ever since Bledsoe asked who, who he is, and ever since, you know, he's, he's gone soul searching and he still yeah. hasn't found it. Yeah. 
And I think in the playoffs, he's just going to put the mask on and be Scary Terry again. Oh, that'd be great. That would be so nice. What? We didn't even talk about this. What? Playoff jacket. Playoff jacket? You aren't wearing it. You said you were going to wear it this episode. To break it in. Oh, playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I had school today. That's true. You're going to wear it all class? You're gonna not. You're not gonna wear it the day that the playoffs are. I wear it during the game. No, you gotta wear it at the, all day. You wear it in class. Oh, during the game. I just want to see you rocking around school and everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess we'll quickly touch upon the the playoff jacket. Um, so where we work, there's no <laughs> there's no lost and found. Um, but there's just this jacket. <laughs> That was sitting in the closet for a while, and nobody knew knew who it was. Yeah, the thing had been there since before I started. Yeah, it, knew, <laughs> it looks like it belongs to a two hundred year old man. Yeah, it's been um, forever. So we were working during one of the Celtics playoff games, game one against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, screw it, I'm gonna put it on. Yeah. And the birth of the Celtics playoff jacket arose. Yeah. Celtics were not supposed to go to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They were not. With the team that they had. Let alone go to Game Seven and should have won Game Seven, go to yeah. the finals. It's all because of the Celtics playoff jacket that they went that far. Yeah, it was. It was the magic of the dancing in it. The dance. You honestly, dancing. you guys, if you follow us on the Instagram, you might see videos on the story. Maybe. Of me rocking the Celtics playoff jacket. You might. I mean, that thing is a gem. Um, come playoff time, you get very hyped when you put that thing oh, on yeah. too. Watching the Red Sox and the, yeah. the Celtics playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do Shout out Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Miss you. Was that Kimbrell? Yeah. I don't know yeah, how he, you remember that. He was closing the game in the ninth inning. Oh, uh, it was, yeah, because you were running back and forth between the games. I want to say it was against the... Was it Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say Blue Jays. Blue Jays it's, or a, it's a blue team. I was also thinking Orioles, but I don't think it was. That's anyway. It was in Fenway. Yeah. But... Anyway, back to the, Celt- the yeah, Celtics season awards. Um, we're gonna give the player we are most proud of award. To, oh, Tiabu, to, to our son. Our son. Uh, we're gonna also give a very honorable mention. Who's? I'm gonna tie him for this award just because you know. Yeah. Shout out them views. Uh, PJ Dozier. We're, we're, we're proud. We are very proud of fathers. He balled Diabu. out. He balled out, but we'll get to that game. Uh, the next award is the best hair. Consensus. Gordon Hayward, because Dad is always happy. I mean, regular beginning of the season, Kyrie would have been a yeah, yeah, the fro. Uh, but he didn't ball. Than, he didn't ball out with the fro, so well, we're gonna preseason that. he did. Yeah, in a few games. He, yeah, did, he didn't like the headband. Yeah, but like right now, like with his cut right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'll, other I'll, than that, there's I'll give Jalen Brown a shout. Isaiah Thomas hates that hair. True. He keeps telling Jalen to cut it. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum's got some fresh cut. <laughs> Al Horford, best hair on the team. No, Tatum's actually isn't that bad. Yeah, but now it's Gordon Hayward. Oh, easily. The flow. I don't know how he keeps looking so good in the game. It's wild. Yeah, Gordon, if you're listening, uh, that, that's cute. That's funny. But, Gordon, yeah. if you're listening, let me know your product, man. Yeah. I need Te- it. Teach us how to grow it out like that. Because it... There's a little breeze that comes through Portland. Oh, same. And pff, there goes my hair. Same. I have to put so much gel in my hair to keep it, like, anything. But anyway, moving on to the last award. Best nickname. We're finally not agreeing on something. 
Yes. I said Robert Williams, a.k.a. Time Lord, a.k.a. Bobby Blocks, AP, a.k.a. Sleepy Williams. <laughs> or, um, is it Lob, Lob Williams? Lob Williams. Shout out Danny A. <sighs> for that terrible nickname. But yeah, no, I just think, I personally, I mean, there's there's a bunch of honorable mentions you can give. Uncle Drew, Big Al, Taco J, but... JB. Jalen Brown from downtown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mad Brad. Dad Brad. <laughs> uh, Disappointed Brad. Yeah. I don't think there's any more Brads, but anyway. Sad Brad, on, maybe. Moving on to your... We haven't seen Sad Brad yet. We have not seen Sad Brad. We'll have to kill somebody on the Celtics first. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Your your choice, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, throwback to last year, Tommy Heinsohn somehow peeping at players in the shower. <laughs> well, I'm kind of confused why nobody like was concerned about it. He's got to I mean, I understand. Opinion. You know, all the players are around each other in the showers, but Tommy's there. It's kind of weird. Probably, but anyway, he's probably helping him out. He's know. like, yeah, I saw Aaron Baines in the shower, and he is all of Australia down there, and it kind of gave birth to all of Australia for Baines, and that is my best nickname. Yeah, kind of hasn't taken off this year. Yeah, I've heard it a few times. Yeah, he is all of Australia. He, he's got the down under, down under. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! The kangaroos are hopping. Oh, Lord. all right. Well, snakes are slithering. <laughs> that about wraps up the awards. We're now moving into recap of the past games over the week, uh, starting off with the Celtics Pacers, uh, which very much felt like a playoff atmosphere. Like the fans were, Pacers, the the Pacers fans were very into it from the start. The players you could tell were taking this very seriously, and it showed on the court with the way the Celtics were playing and the way that the Pacers were playing. Well, this was for the. Seed, this basically. was for the fourth seed. This was for home court advantage. And the Celtics fucking dominated the whole game. I was not worried at all once they got going. I mean, Kyrie, Hayward, anybody on the team you name right now, like, who's on fire, except for Morris. Thank you. I think maybe. Maybe. Rozier did play well against the Wizards, though. I will say yeah. that. Well, he, he did. He did say he was gonna go get that cake, and he got that cake. I mean, it it was like he was our number one scoring option in that game. Well, Jalen Brown was out there too. Yeah, true. which I did not like. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about it when the Wizards game shows up on our notes. Yeah, we'll ignore the Rozier performance against the Pacers okay. as well. But um, yeah, so uh, so takeaways from that game definitely Baines and Horford is uh, must in the starting five. Um, that they match up perfectly. Baines had another double double. Uh, Horford. It kind of gives more Horford more freedom in the interior with Baines. Um, he has more space to move because he's, yeah. he's more in, of the power forward. Again, positionless basketball. that We don't really have a center. Um, but he has more room to move, move kick the ball around. Um, Baines is just a better defender. Yeah. Too. Well, ho- not better than Horford, but he's right. a great defender. Great. And he's been insanely good at defending lately, too. Getting the, uh, the right calls. Drawing charges, too. He's been pretty good at that. Um, getting them blocks. Learning a few lessons from Robert. Yeah. Oh, Robert had a great block against uh, on, on the Wizards. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, no, we definitely dominated that game. Um, we dominated the game so well that we got to see some Yabu minutes. Yabu! And we are very proud. Very proud. We're, we're proud fathers. Very we proud. gave birth to a beautiful, bootyful, bootyful <laughs> young man. Pure thickness. Mm. Um, yeah, and then like a bowl of porridge. Gordon Hayward absolutely went off that game. Nine for nine from the field. 21 points. He didn't take a three. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Although he is very good from three as well. Yeah, he is very good from three, but he just didn't attempt on that game. But he was nine for nine from the field. Uh, I'm sure he was, And he was three for three from the line. So, yeah, uh, moving on. The Celtics then played the Magic. Uh, it was a loss. Um... I get, we always struggle against Vucevic. Um, it's Vukovic. I can't. They pronounce it differently on the broadcast, on like every broadcast. I thought it was Vucevic. Yeah, I think it's Vucevic. I always, I don't know why I say Vucevic. But anyway, um, he definitely dominated us in the paint. Um, Smart got hurt. Tatum got hurt. It was not a good showing for the Celtics uh, in that aspect. Uh, Aaron Baines definitely was struggling to figure out how to defend. Vooch? Vucevic. There we go. Um, Gordon Hayward still played well. Kyrie still played great. Horvath still played great. The Tatum injury did not help. It was literally six minutes into the game. Smart got hurt after playing 20. Um, I think that kind of just affected the outcome of the game anyway. Um, They kind of dominated us as well. They were just making every shot. Uh, Terrence Ross was just out of nowhere. Just having like the game of the se- the game of the season for himself but i mean all in all the game didn't really matter yeah cuz the pacers lost that night and the, so we locked up the fourth seed yeah and the third seed was a long shot from the 76ers yeah 76ers i think won that night anyway yeah. so so it didn't really matter and moving on to the most important game of the season uh the boston red claws against the wizards um woo 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 woo, woo. That was a wild game. New playoff starting five. Right. I mean, they, they started that game. Rogier, mm-hmm. Brown, Gabu, Robert, and Ojale. Shemmy. Shemmy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, the the Wizards played a full team without yeah. John Wall, obviously. But, like, they still played Bradley Beal. And they had nothing to play for. I mean, so oh, Beal did only rest play. For. Yeah, Beal, Beal only played 17 minutes. He did go off in the 70 minutes. He played a very hard 17 minutes. Yeah, but um, no, this uh, the Boston Red Claws definitely showed out that night. RJ Hunter feasted. I was at the third of the fourth quarter when he just started going off. Um, fourth. He's just dropping threes from nowhere. His shot is so weird. It's it like is. it's just so different. It's because he doesn't dribble it. He just catches it and like flicks his wrist. It's wild. It's kind of like how I used to shoot my threes. You remember, like when we first started oh, I can't playing. I remember. I try I, to forget your you shot. Remember, you remember? I know. I basketball is not my sport to play. You remember? I used to like hold the ball like this and like. It's kind of like that's kind of how uh, R.J. Hunter. Good radio. Yeah, good radio. <laughs> good radio. I like basically would just like push the ball out and not actually um, like shoot. I had no form or at all. I still don't. But anyway. It's okay. Yeah. No, R.J. Hunter. 17 points. He, four for 10 from three, but he got hot. What? I will talk about it after. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, plus 28 for him. Yeah. He wore number 28. Yeah. Wild. Coincidence, I think not. Wow. Um, yeah, Arthur Hunter. Oh, yeah, they came back from 21 down. Yeah, they were down a lot. <laughs> it was funny. It was like 14 to 12, and I was thinking to myself, wow, the Celtics are actually hanging in. And then they just got They were down by 21 in an instant. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, ah, whatever. I, I didn't care. I was having yeah. fun watching this game. Yeah. It was like a meme game. A weird <laughs> Celtics player was feasting. <laughs> I mean, Yabu was having fun out there. Yeah, Yabu got the start. Yabu played 25 minutes, and I've never been more proud. Robert got 11 boards. Yeah, he did. One insane block. Yeah. He blocked it all the way to the logo. Yeah. You don't, you don't see that often. Sent that shit. And then the, he had the block where they, uh, he like atten- he was like defending, and then like he got behind them, and they went up for the shot, and he just slapped the shit out yeah. of their hands, and just like dribbled. Hello. It was, it was wild. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, "That was clearly a foul," but you can like they showed a replay, and he literally just like as the guy went up for the shot from behind, just like took the ball from him. I don't know what it is with him, but he his seems react. to be able to find the ball very quickly. Yeah, I was just about to talk. Like his reaction time. Yeah. Is insane. Because which is one... I, which is funny. Because if you ever watch him during interviews, he looks like he's brain dead. <laughs> and when he's, well, he looks a lot better playing offense now. But yeah. beginning of the season, yeah, no, his offense come around. He has, yeah, he has a jump shot now. Yeah, he balled out when he played for the Red Claws. I was like, what the, where did this come from? I was expecting like twenty rebounds, like ten blocks, but then he dropped. He had like he was leading the team in scoring when he yeah. came down to the Red Claws, and I was like, usually it's just lob it up to him, but he yeah. has some. He was nice good. His mid range, yeah. uh, from the baseline. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Those are my words. Yeah. Um, PJ Dozier, yeah. the man, the myth, the legend, the man I've interviewed, the man we I put the interview on the pod. Um, that dunk. I'm just gonna go right into it. Holy shit! I was <laughs> disappointed with the lack of hype. <laughs> Say I was very was I was dunk. happy with the fact that throughout the game the uh, broadcast was basically just praising Dozier. Yeah, like the entire same game. with Celtics Twitter. They yeah. they really like Dozier. Yeah, he's good. He's a very good player. I mean, like this is the most minute he got thirty seven minutes. That's wild. That's more than he's ever. That's more in. I'm pretty sure in total that's more in one game than the entire minutes he's gotten in his M- like NBA career. He's it's played like sporadically. Like yeah. he, the most recently he played like three minutes for the Celtics. I know one game he played like five minutes in the beginning like of the year. Yabu. Yeah, but it, Yabu appeared way more than well, yeah, PJ. Yeah. But PJ balled out, got a double double, in um, of twelve points, eleven rebounds. He can get up. He was like ripping he's, rebounds. He's from like those big um, guys. he's like Terry Rozier. He's a good rebounder. Yeah, he's a shooting guard, technically. But he was kind of giving me more of a uh, small forward kind of vibe, that the way he yeah. played and the way they lined him up, especially when they had Rozier, Wanamaker, Dozier on the court. It was clear that he was playing the small forward. Speaking of Wanamaker, he is very good. Yeah, he's very good. He's, if he's not on the Celtics next year, he's going to be on an NBA team. Yeah, no, he's definitely an NBA player. They were talking about that on yeah. the uh, broadcast. He is an NBA he, player. I don't think we'll see him playoff time because you, sh- you really shrink the roster there. Yeah. But I would love to see him back next year because he's, like I said be- earlier, he's like the Shane Larkin 
hmm. of last year's Celtics. Would you say better? Yeah, I was about to say a lot, he's a lot, lot, lot better. Which, I mean, More no, no, no disrespect to Shane Larkin. Yeah. I still love that man. Yeah. Um, I am going to get one more point off on P.J. Dozier. Um, hit him up after the game. You know, had to congratulate him. Hit me back. And, you know, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. I'm not going to, like, in- interfere with the way the season's going because I, I, he probably isn't going to get minutes in the playoffs, but he's probably going to stick with the team. Like, going to go travel. I know, I know RJ is. Yeah, I know RJ is. He probably will, too, I'm going to assume. They, they have to we'll, pay. We'll see. We'll see. But um, maybe maybe in the future. Um, Didn't you know right? No. Oh, he answered you. Not really. Like the, we'll get, we'll talk about this after. But uh, did he say anything? No. Anyway, moving on. Um, Yabu minutes. He left you on red. He did not leave me on red. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we got some Yabu minutes. I've been left on red many times. Roger. <laughs> Yabu minutes. Yabu minutes. <laughs> Twenty-five Yabu minutes. Um, Shaking that thick old thing. Yeah, that's that thick old thing. He, that... <laughs> he hit a three. He did. He I... didn't. Yeah, because him and Mahimi on the other team combined for five. <laughs> Not very likely, to yeah. happen. but he usually does the the arrow dab. Yeah. Apparently, one time he hit a three. He didn't do the arrow dab. He just smacked his butt on the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wasn't doing homework while I was. On I didn't see game. it. I just, I think someone was at the game and tweeted it because oh they didn't God. show it on the broadcast. That's amazing. And I want to see it. <laughs> just Yabu smacking himself in the butt. Dude, that probably like shook the whole <laughs> arena. <laughs> <coughs> That's probably why the broadcast probably cut for a minute. Like <laughs> technical difficulties. Get that jello down there. Yeah, the Yabuti shook the entire arena and cut the power. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he got 13 points. Not bad. He did like post a guy up pretty hard. Like he took a guy down in the post, grinded mm-hmm. that booty, backed him down, sauce all. See. It's tough to defend with a boner, so because you're, you're, you're like trying to close your legs, kind of covered up, so yeah. nobody sees the big old tree stump down there. Yeah, it just scores on you. Yeah, and then the final player that we were going to discuss, I got some solid minutes. Shemmy, Shemmy Ojale, seventeen he's, points. He's always impressed me. Yeah, he's like he does well when given opportunity to play. He's a strong boy. Yeah, he is a strong fucking boy. Do you think he could pick up Yabu? Like, over his head? Over his head? Like, no, fire like, carry or like, like, oh, like, hold him while, like, like cheerleader him kind of head. thing? Like, yeah. bitch, okay. Like, like, say you're doing a cheering routine. Yeah. Yabu's yeah, yeah, just yeah. twerking. Probably not. Yeah. That, that yeah, booty. Yabu is that, a thick boy. I don't even think just like I don't even think anyone could just hold the weight of his butt. Not even entirely him. Yeah, no, his butt is just. It'd be like picking up the weight of the world. Because it is my world. <laughs> my world revolves around that. It's it's two worlds. Mm. If you know the big old equator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Anyway, moving on to the final part of this episode. 
We're the do part it. you're probably here for. The part you're definitely here for, and we saved it for last, so you have to listen to us ramble on <laughs> for an hour and 20 minutes. That's the timestamp we're yes. at. We're going to do a little playoff preview. Celtics are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, matching up against the Indiana Pacers, who obviously we just smacked by 20 in a playoff atmosphere away, nonetheless. And we do have home court advantage, which, if you didn't know last year, <laughs> we only won at home. That is true. We didn't win a single real game. We only won at home last year. <laughs> Don't get we me wrong. Lost, didn't we only lose one at home, too? Yeah. It was we, game seven? Yeah. Uh, that wasn't at home. Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. I thought we lost one. Raptors were one, we were two. Oh, uh, yeah. Cavs, I think Cavs were three. Yeah, I'll get in mind. That was at home. That was the only game we lost at home. Um, yeah, I mean, so home court advantage will definitely play into that, but obviously the Pacers without Oladipo, I don't think they really stand a chance. Um, a lot of people are giving them a chance for some reason. I mean, what I see from them is last year's Celtics team, a yeah. team that's um, grinding together around an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I see them? I just don't like what I saw from them when I, we just I, played them. I, I know we had a healthy team. Like the one thing I'm worried about is not having Marcus Smart for this, and the possibility of Jason Tatum being out. I think Tatum will be back. He practiced today. Okay. Um, the smart. You so said he felt good. Yeah. The smart injury is the only worry. But I'm I th- concerned with the Pacers. Yeah, I think with the Pacers, we'll be fine without Smart. Obviously, we're gonna miss him on the defense. And his ability to get the Celtics back into the game when they're if they're struggling, but I just the it was very glaring to me on Friday when it was a playoff like atmosphere. There was something to play for. Both teams had everybody that they're going to have in the playoffs, except we didn't have like we had Marcus Smart then, but he didn't even put up like great numbers that game, and we still beat them by twenty. Yeah. I think we'll be able to carry that momentum into the playoffs. The Celtics, the one thing that's really going to push us forward past the play, Pacers, and I think we could even sweep them, is the fact that this entire team has a point to prove, the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Pacers are rallying around this injury like we were last year, but the Celtics have also been counted out for basically all of the season at this point. No one is really giving them even a thought in the Eastern Conference Finals at this point. Like They're not even putting them there. They were favorites to go to the finals beginning of the season. Yeah, and now we're at the end of the season. People are like, oh, it's Bucks, Raptors. That's yeah. it. No one's even considering the Celtics. We haven't seen playoff Kyrie yet. And I think whenever the first game is against the Pacers, we're going to feast. So I um, think Pacers is going to be a pretty easy series. Yeah, I, I think the Celtics have kind of ignored the noise now. Yeah. They've learned how to ignore the noise. And they're going to kind of do what the Patriots did and let it fuel them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very think, similar outcome, hopefully. Yeah. And I think chemistry-wise, they've they've definitely they've, patched well, things up. They've definitely got it together. Yeah. Especially with the comments that Kyrie made today. Yes. That definitely is going to help a lot. Yeah. I think that the young, now that all of the young guys, I think everyone around the team knows that they can trust in him have confidence in him and that like he really is going to look out for them 
I think that is a huge morale boost to the team. I think that they're going to be fine. And it's shown in the last couple of games, like Kyrie, like Kyrie's played in, like it's been emotion. The guys look like they're enjoying their, each other, like playing with each other. They all know what where each other's going to be. They're sharing the ball. It's been nice. I mean, winning fixes everything. So Yeah, winning does fix everything. And we've seen throughout this year spurts of the Celtics being great. Yeah. And it's become more consistent lately. I think it's going to continue. Yeah, this team is going to go far, hopefully. Um, so we're going to kind of just go through what matchups we think we're going to see in each round. Obviously, the second round, should we get through, um, it would likely be the Bucks. Yeah. Um, based on how we think the playoffs will go, unless magically one of the bottom four teams gets through, then we would have to see the Raptors or the seven. Wait, no. <laughs> I confused myself. Um, what? Yeah, it would be the Raptors, not the 76ers. Yeah. One of my own. Um, yeah, so but we agree that it's the Bucks. That's kind of a glaring. Yeah, because Bucks are playing the Pistons. Yeah, it was just just confirmed. Yeah, um, and so this is going to be the first like challenging big, big series. Um, I'm gonna we can talk about reasons why we think they'll win and why we think we'll lose, and then like what we think is going to happen. I reasons why I think we can win. Brad Stevens knows how to slow down Giannis. We did it last year without Kyrie or Hayward or Tice. <laughs> yeah, give Danny some love. <laughs> um, we know how to slow him down. Granted, they did. They have improved their team since then, and they know how to play. They know how to play around Giannis. They gave him shooters. Chris Gian- Mello- Giannis has improved. So. Yeah, Giannis has even gotten better. But I think playoff experience is also going to hurt Giannis in this playoffs. He hasn't made a deep run in the playoffs yet. He hasn't really experienced that, like, do or die in the playoffs. Um, I just think that we can take advantage of the experience, advantage of our depth for sure. Um, Marcus Smart, again, not having Smart is going to be huge in this round. Yeah, this one's going to Chris Middleton is who I would like to see him match up against, and it's going to hurt, especially when Brogdon gets minutes too because Brogdon's a good offensive threat for them so this one is definitely going to hurt um, but knowing Marcus who knows he He'll may be appear. back he may appear yeah, I'm pretty sure that he would he would suit up and get in a wheelchair and roll around Paul Pierce showed up <laughs> Paul Pierce showed up oh god um, okay I think huh? yeah 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 I think I think we'll win. You think we'll win? I mean, okay. The slight, only, slight bias, but yeah. I mean, I can give reasons why we'll lose, why we could lose. Um, obviously, a lot of a, a glaring hole in our defense a lot of the time is the paint, and they arguably have the best scorer in the paint in the league. Um, the way that Giannis can move through the paint, his content with his size is unlike no other. Um, he definitely is a pain to all of our defenders um, and should we lean too much on trying to stop Giannis he has the ability to kick it out to shooters 
that's what they have built their team around is basically just making giving everybody else around Giannis the ability to score three at will, which has definitely worked for them uh, since they're the one seed, um, which could be our downfall. But at the same time, Brad Stevens could also make that a positive because we all know how Brad um, just kind of lets the star player do their thing. Yeah, and shuts and down his help. Shuts down everything around him. And that's how you stop Giannis, in my opinion, because if he gets too focused, we did it last year. If he gets too focused on trying to do everything himself, he makes mistakes, yeah. he falls apart and gets too frustrated with himself. And he makes we forced so many turnovers out of him in the last year in the playoffs. I know he's gotten better. I know the the entire team has gotten better overall. But I know Brad is going to be looking to do the exact same. Yeah. And that's why I think we could win. It'll be a great series should we play the Bucks. Um, I I would look forward to it. And I think it'll be the first series where everybody's going to kind of get a glimpse and realization of the fact that the Celtics are here to play. Yeah. Of just what the Celtics can do. Yeah. Like they ain't fucking around. They ain't messing around. Yeah. They ain't coming for you. Yeah. Moving on to should we get past the Bucks? The Eastern Conference Final matchup would either be the Raptors or the 76ers. Don't even say the 76ers. It's obviously going to be the Raptors. I just wanted to put the I would se- love the 76ers to be there. That's why I put it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would love it for it to be the 76ers because literally we own them. Okay. Al Horford would feast for a four game series. Yeah, that, uh, that would be a cakewalk. Okay. And if you want to listen to our take on the Raptors, check out the other podcast we did. I mean, I feel like we should talk about this yeah. on here, too. I so, pitching I, the podcast. Yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta pitch. We, we were guests. Gotta pitch it. Um, so, I'm gonna, we're gonna kind of do the same thing with why we can win, why we can lose. This is gonna be, would be a very challenging series. Because they have the depth. They have the depth. They're a very complete team. they all around. They're, this is a series that if Marcus Smart is not backed by, I'm killing myself. That, and <laughs> it significantly hurts our chances of getting by them. Yeah. We need a full, healthy team. We need everyone to be, play at their best. This is the series where Kyrie Irving needs to turn it on all four games, be at his best, play like playoff Kyrie, and all seven games. do not look back. Yeah, seven. all seven. And every game we play them. Because it is going to be a challenge. Kawhi Leonard, healthy, he's going to play every game. He's going to dominate. There's no stopping him. He's the best on-ball defender in the league. Um, they have plenty of talent around him. Siakam, Lowry. Gasol. Gasol. Um, Danny Green. Danny Green. Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity. Um, Ibaka. Ibaka. I mean, they, they just have a great team overall. Um, it would definitely be challenging, um, but we always play the Raptors great. You can't forget that. Brad so in Toronto, we don't play them well. In Toronto, yeah, in Toronto, Brad has never won a game. That'll change. Fuck, I didn't think about that because they'll have home court. Yeah, it's oh. gonna have to change. It's gonna have to, to change. Yeah, um, I think that Brad will come prepared. Brad always comes prepared. But I think in the playoffs, the players will be ready. I think every time we've played them, it's kind of been a really shitty spot of the season for us. And we've either turned it around by beating them or continued to be shitty by losing to them. Yeah. 
Um, in a close game. Yeah, in a close game. Um, I think this would be this game is going to come down to depth. I think each starting five is just going to battle it out, score a shit ton of points, or keep each other from scoring any points. And then once the bench starts to rotate on, we're really going to see which bench can out basically outscore the other. And that comes down to Gordon Hayward versus Lynn Sanity. I think it comes down to Terry Rozier. Really? I think this series goes down to Terry Rozier. How can he lead this bench? Well, he won't lead the bench, but how can he do off the bench? Because we're going to need our full bench potential. Yeah. And if we're at full bench potential, we have the best bench in the league. Yeah. So, Terry. Yeah. I mean, if Terry can play like he played last year's playoffs, I would. It would be a much more. Com- it would be a much more comfortable series. Yeah. Definitely. If we can have someone that we can consistently rely upon from the bench, along with Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown, should be should Marcus Smart be healthy? And Morris. And Morris. If Morris can come around, it'd be huge. We have the depth. We just need everybody to play like they can to their best ability. So I think we can take any team to seven. I think we have the possibility of beating any team. It just really falls down to, you know, how the team is playing together, who is playing to their best ability, and if we can just all, you know, get our shit together. <laughs> I think we will. I think we will. And I, I think we'll make the finals. Well, I was just about to transition to should we get past the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals? What are our chances in the finals? And who do you think we'll match up against? I hate to say it, but the Warriors. Yeah. It's um, I do say Spurs are probably a watch out for them kind of dark, team. What, dark horse? Yeah. yeah. Popovich, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, they, they got a really good team there. Yeah. And then the um, Rockets. Screw the Rockets. I, I don't like playing them. I don't want to play them. No, and I don't think, I don't think you will. Game. It's James Harden versus everybody. And yeah. Yeah, Chris Paul. Oh, shut up. Clint Capella. Ow. Clint Bush <laughs> is an NASCAR driver. Oh. Um, but yeah, they'd probably be the Warriors. Um, if we even <laughs> play them like the last time we played them. We always play well against the Warriors. We That's always play well. Kyrie Irving against the Warriors. He just loves playing them. I don't know what it is. Steph Playoffs. Curry. It must be Curry. I mean, I feel like he just loves, like, the harder the matchup of a, at the point guard position, the harder he plays. He always he flashes everything when he's on when Steph is on him. Yeah, because um, a lot of people say, oh, Steph has better handles. Well, not better handles, but who would? Some people say that Kyrie yeah. doesn't have the best handles. Yeah, they say Steph. And they say Steph does, which is bullshit. Y'all That's need wild. Y'all need some prescription glasses. I don't know what NBA games you are watching. And some binoculars. I don't know what NBA games they're watching. They're li- like, the NBA literally drops a mixtape of Kyrie handles throughout the year. Do they do that for Steph? No. Because no. <laughs> Kyrie literally has the best handles in NBA history. I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it. But getting back to the, the final chances. Um, I've always said that I think we can match up well against the Warriors. I agree. Never gotten to see that full matchup come into play. Yeah. 
I would love to see that because I think we could take him to seven, possibly yeah. win it. This is, this is all going to sound incredibly biased. We've we always played well against the Warriors. So that's why I think we do have a chance against them. Kyrie, if, if we're playing at full potential. Yeah. If everyone plays like they can. If Kyrie, playoff Kyrie plays like playoff Kyrie can and shows out against the Warriors like he does every single time they play each other. And the Celtics play Celtics basketball. And the Celtics play some oof, Celtics basketball. <clears throat> I mean, Tatum likes a matchup against Durant, too. Like, the last time that they played, I know they didn't have Clay Thompson, but... Still would beat him at 30. Yeah. And, like, Marcus Smart would be healthy by then. <laughs> Good luck, Clay. <laughs> Good luck. We'll He's put Brad on him, Wanamaker. Wanamaker, Stevens. Honestly, would Danny Ainge. Would we see Wanamaker in the first round? In the first round? With Marcus Smart being out? <sighs> I mean, if there's a blowout, I'm sure you will. I think... Yeah, if there's a blowout, probably. I think... Because obviously... If we're up like 3-0 when we have a game at home, we might see less minutes from the starters, depending on how the game's going. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But I just think that the lineup that Brad is going to go for with Smart out is Jalen at the shooting guard. Yeah, and then Terry coming off the bench. Yeah. But... And then Hayward... Uh, I mean, we could see some minutes from Wanamaker you never know. rotating into that spot like, Yeah, cause from with, the bench. With Jalen coming off the bench, you're going to need someone to fill a little bit of Jalen's role. Yeah. So we could see some Wanamaker. You, you never know. You we, never could. Know. So we should see, you know, some P.J. Dozier minutes. <laughs> if that was allowed, bring it on. That would be so cool. That would be wild. But sadly, it's not. It is not. But, uh, yeah, I think that we have – a chance to take any team to seven. Said it in the podcast we just recorded with the guys uh, on the other podcast. Kyrie said it, and I believe him. If this team can get the chemistry going, can play Celtics basketball, like we know we all, like everyone, even them, knows that they can, then we're, there was a reason at the beginning of the year everyone was scared of this team. It's time to show them why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything more to add to that? I think the playoff roster, the starting lineup that we're going to see in the playoffs, is going to be what we've been seeing. Yeah, I agree. Kyrie, well, besides Marcus Smart, so Kyrie Brown, Tatum, Tatum, yeah, Tatum, Hustle, Tatum Horford, and Baines. Yeah, I agree with that. It's played very well. It's played extremely well. And you're gonna need you're gonna need Baines without Marcus Smart. You're gonna need that defense from Baines. Yeah. You should play shooting guard. You should. And you should play point guard. He's wet from three. You can play all five positions. We should just send out Aaron Baines by himself. <laughs> Not even a bench. He's all of Australia. Not so. even Brad. Hey, he's all of Australia. Why can't he be all of the Boston Celtics? He could. I bet just he is. Whip his slong around. <laughs> <laughs> whip out that man bun. <laughs> I miss the man bun. I do too. I don't know. He's kind of been better since he <laughs> got rid of it. So, been less injury prone, too. Knock on wood. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up on the episode. Um, Celtics in three. Do you have anything more to add? Oh, that's that's what I was going to say. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Go Celtics. Hopefully we can get through the Pacers. We out. To be talking to you, Pelotona. Should have taken a break, not an Oxford comma. Take what I want when I want it. When I want, yeah.
sich als zum Friction. I'm really, really sorry. I think I was just relieved to see that Michael Scarnegard is not coming back. Yeah, Michael, the movie is amazing. It's yeah. like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Deadly fever, please don't ever break. Be my reliever, cause I don't self-medicate. And it burns like a gin and I like it. Put your lips on my skin and you might ignite it. Hurts, but I know how to hide it. Kinda like it. Is gonna lose. I'm the powder, you're the fuse. Just add some friction.